So this week I wanna get into narcissistic mothers and I wanna talk about the golden child and I wanna talk about the scapegoat child because if you have been raised by someone who's narcissistic, you will understand that there are definitely dynamics in families this is great information, so let's get into it. Okay, so with all narcissistic parents, there's going to be a few things that are definitely going to be common traits. So all narcissistic parents are extremely selfish. They don't like to be inconvenienced, so everything is always revolving around them. They're extremely self-absorbed, extremely concerned about their own needs, their own wants, how they feel, um, not too concerned about the children. They, of course, will do things for the children, but there's always a kind of like reason for it. So there's always going to be tit for tat. There's always going to be a reason why I'm going to give you this. And usually that reason has to come back to me and benefit me. So now since all narcissists can't self-regulate, which means they're not able to fill themselves up, they constantly need to be told that they're good. They constantly need validation. They need attention. They need people thinking that they're amazing. They need to always be seen in a certain light because they can't self-regulate. So they have extremely low self-esteem, which causes them to need that narcissistic supply or need that supply from the outside, telling me that I'm good, telling me that I matter, making me feel like I'm a good parent. See everyone, look, I'm involved in the child's life. See everyone, look, I make this much money. See everyone, look, I look like this or whatever the case is for that particular narcissist. They need those things in order to live. It's like air because they can't give those things to themselves. So even a person who is not the healthiest on some levels can self-regulate, on some levels can say, I'm a good person, on some levels can know that they matter and that they don't need to prove themselves to other people and that they don't need to flaunt something or they don't need to tear someone down in order for them to feel good about themselves. So since the narcissistic parent really cares what other people think, they will do things like, for example, coach the soccer team, but they will not be there at all for the child's emotional needs. So really they're just coaching the team or they're involved in some activity within the child so that the outside or the town or people, or whatever, will look at them in a certain way, but they're actually not giving the child what the child really needs, which is emotional support or emotional connection. Now the narcissistic parent is always going to have a golden child and essentially this is the favorite. This is the child that is going to make this narcissist feel absolutely amazing. So this child has to have qualities that the narcissist deems as something that they admire or not admire because they don't really admire anyone, but something that they deem worthy. So for example, if you had a narcissistic father who was all into sports, all into athletics, and they had two boys, he had two boys, one was captain of the football team and the other one loved to play the guitar, you can probably guess which one that the father's gonna probably gravitate towards. And it's not because he has a similar interest to that child, it's because he values what that child is doing and how it's making him look. Whereas a normal healthy parent would honor both children and, their, and both of their gifts and not view one of them in a different way than the other. So the narcissistic mother is the same way. She can praise one child while severely neglecting the other. So most people, when they become parents, they become parents because why? They want to have a child show unconditional love, give this being everything that either maybe possibly they didn't receive or that they actually did receive. They want to 
nurture and mold and be there for this child and honor this child for who he or she is in this world, talents and all, flaws and all, unconditional love all day long. They want to help raise a human being that can grow up into the world and be the healthiest possible person that they can be. A narcissistic parent doesn't exactly share those same values. They actually become a parent for all of the wrong reasons. They become a parent based on what they think it'll make them feel. They do it based on probably what society thinks that they should do. And this is actually why they make horrible parents because they're not equipped to do this job because they didn't really want to do the job in the first place. So now let's get into the golden child. The golden child is going to be the child that's going to get all the attention. This child's needs are always met. There are no boundaries with this child. So this child gets everything he or she wants when they want it with no exception. They can put up a fight or throw a tantrum or behave in a way that any other child in the family, if they were to behave in that way, would get scolded, but this child does not. They don't have to work as hard as the other children had to work for something. Um, they're just essentially the favorite. And beyond just being the favorite and having things possibly handed to you very easily, you are, the golden child is actually just put on a pedestal. They are either extremely praised for every tiny little itty bitty accomplishment, even the things that should just happen naturally in the evolution of the child or the development of the, of the child, um, and they're praised. And so this is really where the danger begins to come into play is because you could also be possibly raising another narcissist because the child is put on such a pedestal that he or she can do no wrong, say no wrong, and if every accomplishment is praised to the upteenth degree and when you do something wrong, you're not reprimanded and there's no boundaries, you are essentially raising another narcissist. So there's so much attention that is placed on this child that where the downside is to that is that number one, the other children in the family that possibly are not getting the same amount of attention see that and then will automatically go to a place of, why am I not getting that kind of attention? There must be something wrong with me. And then they'll start you know, having that kind of I'm not enough story forming because they're seeing their sibling being raised by, a, by the same parent in a completely different way, but also, for the golden child, you're raising a child to become an adult to not know how to do things that are going to be parts of life, which is someone saying no, which is boundaries, which is teaching this child how to not throw tantrums, teaching this child that while yes, every accomplishment is absolutely amazing, you cannot get a gold star every single time you just do the basics of what you should be doing as a human being. Not everything deserves that level of a reward. Now, the reason why this child is the golden child, obviously we already talked about it. There are things that this child will bring to the table that the narcissistic mother or parent really values. But also, if this is a situation where maybe that very well is the case, something that the narcissistic parent could really value is just how this child actually sees the narcissistic parent. 
So when, when kids are little, they don't realize, oh, mom's a little narcissistic or dad's codependent or whatever that looks like. So they don't know any of this stuff. So as the child is growing up, if the child really craves that emotional connection with that mother, then he is going to look at her in a certain way. He is going to put her on a pedestal and she's going to completely eat it up. So you can see where they're both essentially giving each other what it is that they need, but for the child, the child is never going to actually get what he or she truly needs from the narcissistic parent, which is the emotional stuff because the parents equipped. The parent doesn't know how to actually do any of those things. And so the child will always crave the parent and the parent will love being craved. Now the scapegoat child, and this could be one child or it could be if there's four children, it could possibly be all three children. And that fourth child is possibly the golden child. So every dynamic in the family is different. But for the scapegoat child, this is the child that unfortunately always gets the brunt of it, always gets the leftovers, never gets the attention that he or she actually needs. They are blamed for a lot of things that they shouldn't be blamed for. They're held to really high standards that they shouldn't be based on the age of the child. They're just raised in a completely different way. So now since the sibling is watching their brother or sister be the golden child and raised in such a way where they're given attention and praise to the extreme, and this child is in the corner just kind of looking for the scraps, looking for the leftovers, it begins to form this disconnection because the child is not having, does not have an emotionally intelligent, emotionally healthy parent around the child. So the child can continuously form that inner sense of self, which means I'm connected to me, I matter, what my thoughts and feelings are, are important. And you look at me and we see each other and we have this emotional connection and we have this great relationship and there are boundaries and other things that I'm learning from you, et cetera the child doesn't receive any of that. So either the child is really neglected and not given what he or she needs emotionally, just like the golden child, but the difference with the golden child is that he or she at least received attention, praise, was put on a pedestal, possibly enabled, possibly babied, whatever that looks like, whereas the scapegoat child that's not really usually the case. So now the problem for the scapegoat is that as this child begins to grow up and become an adult, they're going to form things like codependency. They're going to form things like wanting to be a people pleaser because if I'm trying to get attention from you, mom or dad, predominantly mom in this case, then if I'm trying to get attention from you and it's not working because you don't see me and you don't value me in the same way you do my brother or sister, not that that's even healthy, but at least you're giving that sibling the attention that I deserve as well. So if I'm not getting that, I'm going to, as the child, just learn that I need to change. I need to make you happy. I need to give you what it is that you need so you'll look at me in the same way because I'm obviously doing something wrong here. And so it starts to form all that disconnection with the child, that I'm not enough story. The child will learn over time that he or she can't really trust people because no one was really ever there for you emotionally. And when that happens, it makes the child fear intimacy growing up or vulnerability growing up.
It can also lead to things like anxiety and depression and always blaming yourself. So because that's really what happened, you were abandoned, you were neglected. And when you're a child and you don't logically understand what's really going on, oh, I get this now, mom's just narcissistic and that's why she can't give me any attention. And yes, she's giving it to my sibling, but she's not getting the same attention that she deserves either. It's really unhealthy how I wish children could logically see their lives and their parents for what they are, but unfortunately they can't. And so because of that, the child is just going to have a very distorted, a very unhealthy inner self-talk. Now for the golden child, yes, you could possibly, like we said earlier, be raising another narcissist, but not necessarily. You could still raise a child who doesn't become narcissistic, but also becomes a perfectionist, also becomes the type of person that feels they need to be like this or do this and have this in order to receive love because that's really how they received love growing up. They received it through awards. They received it through any accomplishments that they had. They also are going to have a very false sense of the world whereas if mom praised me every single time I just you know picked up a piece of paper off the floor as if it was the greatest thing in the whole world, Life isn't going to look at no one else in the world is going to look at me in that way. And it's going to form a really unhealthy tape of how people should respond to me. If they didn't learn boundaries, which they're definitely not going to if they're the golden child, then chances are they're also not going to learn how to respect other people. They're not going to learn how to apologize because one of the things with boundaries is learning like, okay, I did something wrong and I have to apologize. And teaching children how to, how to be okay with saying sorry and having the parent apologize to the child as well when the parent does something wrong. Those are basic life skills that a lot of us are not taught. We're taught to say I'm sorry, but are we also heard, heard, did we also hear the I'm sorry from our parents as well? Chances are not. So if you are going to be raised by a narcissistic mother and you're the golden child and there's this sense of I need to do this in order to be good, you're going to form anxiety. You're going to want control. You're going to crave having everything in order and everything being perfect so you can please her. And then that, of course, then forms your tape growing up when you begin to be an adult and have intimate relationships as well, that you need to be something in order to receive love. So you can see how both children are going to have similar wounds. Don't get me wrong, they could both go in completely opposite directions, but the damage is different depending on the level of attention or neglect that they actually receive from their narcissistic mother.